Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. With me is the always lovely and effervescent Charles W. Bryant. I have on shorts today. You do. You and look like you're ready to go to the beach or play basketball or play beach at the basketball. And I'm at the opposite of that. <laughs> play basketball at the beach. Yeah. You can do that in Southern California, buddy. You can do anything in Southern California, Chuck. That's what I hear. Yeah. I can do anything because my wife's out of town. I know. <laughs> Chuck's a bachelor today. Batching it, as we say. He looks terrible. He's dressed shabbily. Yeah. He clearly hasn't showered. Batching it he for has a few a days. Food stuff stained on the front of his shirt. It's probably and steak. It's in his beard. <laughs> That's a big hunk of steak on your beard. It is. So, Chuck, how are you feeling? I feel a little tired and under the weather because of my bachelor experiences, but I am ready to go. Are you? Yeah. You're bringing it? Yes. So, Chuck, um, you know how neurotic I am, right? Like, right now I'm thinking about what you're really thinking about me. (laughs) Yeah, you're a little neurotic. I wouldn't say hugely neurotic. I'm definitely not Woody Allen neurotic. No, no, no. But things like guilt, self-doubt. Right. uh, what was the third one? Self-doubt. You always think you stink on the show, which is just ridiculous. Oh, well, I do. Because you're good. Regardless, these things drive me, yes, right? Yes, they do. They do. Um, so, yeah, I would consider myself fairly neurotic. And I recently found out, Chuck, um, actually thanks to a uh, new show that has inspired this podcast and the next one. We're doing a pair of them uh-huh. on Parasites. It's an Animal Planet show, actually, called uh, Monsters Inside of Me. Yes, and the staff is parasite crazy right now. Mm-hmm. It's all over the blogs. The blogs are lousy with parasites. Lousy with parasites, because it's a really cool show. Have you seen it yet? Uh, I've seen parts of it, yeah, it's, on the it's DMC. It's cool. Yeah, it is wicked and cool. And frightening. Buddy. Yeah, I like it. I, I think it's cool, mainly, though, because it relieves me... From any responsibility for my own personality. My own horrible, disappointing, obnoxious personality actually probably is the result of a latent infection by a little thing called Toxoplasma gondii. Yep. T. gondii. T. gondii. I'm going to call it Toxo. I'm going to call it Toxo. You can call call it it T. You can call it T. I'll call it Toxo. Okay. Yeah, just just for ease of pronunciation. Yes. Uh, But yeah, this is a uh, a parasite. It's a zoonotic disease, which means we catch it from animals. Right. It's a relative of malaria. It is. But this thing is possibly running the world. Yeah. This is a little disturbing, I got to tell you. A tad bit. So so let's talk about tea. Uh, Let's talk talk about Toxo. Yeah. Uh, It is a parasite, as we said. It has a complex life cycle, like most parasites. Uh, and the life cycle is uh, has a purpose to get into its final host. And uh, that word just creeps me out, host. Or definitive host. Yeah. Yeah. And um, this one is uh, unusual because it it completes its life cycle in one place and one place only, and that is inside of a cat. Uh, a cat's in, a gut, actually. A cat's gut. Yeah. This is where uh, T wants to be. Yes. <laughs> um, because this is where it gets it on uh-huh. and uh, reproduces. Yeah. So weird. Everywhere else, it does. It goes to incredible lengths to get back into the cat gut. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, like really, honestly, Adaptive. we haven't we haven't gotten into this yet. But sure. this is this is like Master Blaster yeah. from from uh, Thunderdome. Right. It's like the little guy, like just running things and, and right. making whatever it, it needs to carry it 
to uh, the cat gut do whatever it wants right. to get it into the cat gut, right? Right. And uh, toxoplasma is actually um, really common. Estimates run to as much as 80% of the world population is infected, has Crazy. a latent infection with toxoplasma, right? Yeah. Um, 67% of Brazilians alone. Yeah. But then on the other side, 7% of the UK is infected. So, yeah. It's lopsided. Uh Um, And this may sound familiar already because uh, for many, many years we've known that pregnant women should stay away from cat feces, which is where you uh, can pick up a a, um, tea (laughs) infection. Just go ahead and say that our guest producer, we have a guest producer this week. Oh, yeah. Hey, Lizzie. The lovely and fetching Lizzie. She thought I was kidding with her when I told her that. Oh, really? That pregnant women can't clean out the cat box. She thought I was pulling her leg and I was going to like pull one on her. That was actually like the first public health warning I have, I ever came across. Yeah. I've known that since I was, you know, knee high to a grasshopper. Yeah. Oh, God, I love that phrase. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, so yeah, you, you're not allowed, you're not allowed, you're not supposed to, um, yeah, the, the police, the <laughs> cat box police will come get that. you. Yeah. You're not supposed to clean out the cat box if you're with child because, uh, a fetus is one of the, the, Ways that one of the things that can be harmed, yeah, like grown adults damage, supposedly uh, can't be defects, harmed, like serious birth defects. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you are if your lady is uh, pregnant, you want to go ahead and take care of cleaning out the cat box during that nine months, uh, because that's how toxoplasma uh, infections uh, result how, from handling sure. cat feces, or more specifically, and I got the impression that it's much more virulent. When cat feces mixes with soil, right, it has much more staying power. That kind of thing. So if you have a cat uh, that likes to poop in your garden, and you're exactly. a big gardener, exactly, you're going to want to murder your cat, right, and uh, get rid of all of your topsoil uh-huh. and start over again, right. Uh, I imagine you could also get it from eating a rat, because uh, rats and mice tend to get it as well. But you can also very easily get it from uh, eating undercooked. Livestock, yeah, pork especially um, that has been around cat feces. I yep. mean, how many farms have cats on them? Quite a few, I would say. So, so let's talk about the life cycle of this because it's, it's interesting that you mentioned rats or mice uh, because these things are under arguably the most control of T. Yes, you know <laughs> that confuses me because I had a car named T. So, all right, I'll call it Toxo. Okay, all right. Well, I had so, a car named Toxo as well. Man, it's <laughs> not true. Did you have one named T. Gandhi? <laughs> no. Okay, well, I'll go with that one. Thanks, Chuck. Okay. You know I have a speech impediment. We'll go with Toxo. Okay, so Toxo gets into the soil. Let's say your little kitty goes and poops outside, uh-huh. and a mouse passes by the soil, uh, passes over it, eats it, rolls around in it, plays with it, makes a little clay sculpture out <laughs> right, of it, sure. and it's his friend, um, and the rat's infected. So this parasite actually goes through the bloodstream and travels to the brain where all sorts of freaky, freaky stuff start happening to the rat's behavior, rat or mouse. And that's slightly uh, alarming to us because, as everyone knows, which is why we use lab rats, we have very similar brains to rats. Yeah. Chemically, uh, the way it's put together, the whole deal. Right. Which I've always thought was interesting. Well, let's talk about rats as the intermediate host. Okay. So now a rat is infected with toxoplasmosis. Gross. Uh, its brain is being taken over. What are some of the weird things that begin happening? Uh, well, one thing that I thought was most disturbing was they actually uh, become fond of cat urine. They they do. They're attracted to the scent of yeah. cat urine. And they did a the test. Opposite of what's supposed to happen. Yeah, they did a test where they did. You see the one with the little sleeping? They made the little beds for the rats. Mm-hmm. And that was, one of them was soaked in cat urine. Yeah, and they would actually go for that bed. They prefer that they bedding prefer over that bed. their normal bedding. Yeah. Um, 
which is really weird. Really weird. I read of another study that found that these these rats were actually attracted to cat urine, not, not just the scent of it. They would go and investigate cat urine. Uh-huh. And they they investigated the brains of these rats, meaning they chopped their heads off and cut their right. them open. Sure. And um, they, they didn't just ask some questions? No. Okay. Although they did do studies, um, like they did different trials. And what they found essentially was that the rats or rodents lose specifically their fear of cat urine. Okay. That's it. Everything else remains intact. All other innate fears that they have, that, that all rats and mice display, remain intact. It's just their fear of cat urine. Yeah. So they're attracted to cat urine. Plus, also, uh, Toxo has an effect on your motor reflexes, so you're not quite as fast as you used to be. Right, right. right. So these two things together, an attraction to cat urine, the scent of cat urine, and slow reflex time that means, means that yeah. you can get eaten by a cat. And that means you get into your final host. Right. That means the toxoplasmos, the toxoplasma has made its way back into its definitive host, the guts of the cat. By controlling by taking over the brain. The brain of the rodent. It is the coolest, most frightening <laughs> thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. It really is. Because like you said, Chuck, like m- rodent brains are very similar to humans in, in, yeah. in composition, at least chemically, right? Uh-huh. That's why we're always experimenting on, on rodents. Um, to find out, you know, uh, how we can treat schizophrenia, that kind of thing. So, which leads us to, Humans. since 80% of the human population uh, is infected with a latent uh, toxoplasma infection, mm-hmm. is it having an effect on us? It looks like yes. Well, yeah, for many, many years they always said, oh, so many people have it, but it's really not the big of a deal because once it enters the human body, it's kind of, uh, we're not going to get eaten by a cat anymore. Like a, well, a lion or a tiger, so not only probably that, doesn't matter. Once we're infected, they go and, and form uh, resistant cysts and right. basically just hide. Uh-huh. And that's it. They don't do anything and else. They set up camp in your body. Right. But that's that, that generally that's it. Unless you have um, AIDS or another repressed immune system disease. Sure, that's when it can attack. It's, yeah. Right. But it's going to just sit there because we have antibodies that can you know, keep them in check. Right. But that's what we thought. Exactly. But around, I think, 1992 is when they really started to begin to look to see what kind of behavioral changes right. uh, toxoplasmosis might cause in humans. And we started to find some startling results, like yeah. that uh, lowered um, motor reflex time. Right. They did some tests that, uh, that th- I know they did a couple. One where they were supposed to stroke a specific uh, keystroke on the keyboard mm-hmm. in a certain amount of time, and another where they showed a white a recognition test where they showed like a white square on the screen and you were supposed to react when you saw their white square. And they found that people that had the uh, latent toxoplasmosis, would uh, there was a lag. They were definitely behind the rest of the crowd in recognizing these things. Right. You know who Slower conducted that time. study? Your buddy. A guy named Dr. Yaroslav Fleger. You just talked to him. I just talked to the guy on the phone. This guy is arguably the preeminent expert. He's a parasitologist out of uh, Charles University in Prague. Did you call Prague just now? Uh-huh. No way. Way. Wow. And I need to expense that because I did it on my cell phone because you know I'm not comfortable talking at my desk because I'm neurotic because I have toxoplasmosis. <laughs> yes. Anyway, because you play in cat poop. Right. So this uh, the, Dr. Flager, um, who is arguably uh, the, the foremost authority I, I on toxoplasmosis, so. um, he conducted that study. Uh, and, and many more. Right. He, I think he conducted 11. And in nine of the 11 studies... Uh, there was a significant difference between people who were infected with toxoplasmosis and people who weren't. Yeah. In humans, 
there's actually an equal and opposite effect defined by gender. This is what I thought was really interesting. It's odd. It was almost dead opposite the way men and women were affected by this thing. Yeah. So and women kind of got a kind of got out ahead in this deal. Yeah. Wouldn't you say so? These are the women we love, the toxoplasmosis-infected women. <laughs> Those are my favorite. Uh, women who have, who ha- are T-infected, and not Chuck's car, but the other kind, <laughs> uh, they tend to be uh, warm-hearted, uh-huh. outgoing, conscientious, moralistic. These are wonderful women. The salt right? of the earth. Yeah. Uh, but also outgoing, you know. I mean, like everybody loves a, a a gal who's willing to just try anything, and um, you know, is sure. is is, but also has a line which is moralistic. So uh-huh. yeah, men um, though men got the the bad end of the stick. We, they did. We tended to be uh, stupider, uh, but more loyal. Is stupider a word? Are you toxoplasmatic? I am less intelligent, more loyal, uh, frugal. Which was interesting and mild-tempered and dogmatic. Did you say dogmatic? I did not. So dogmatic meaning uh, in- inflexible, basically. Right. Yeah. But they're both jerks. Neurotic. Basically, guys who are infected with toxoplasmosis are jerks. Right. And women who are infected are cool. Right. Yeah. But they're both neurotic. That was the one shared trait. Right. And so I talked to Dr. Flager, and I was asking, you know, where are we as far as understanding how toxoplasmosis could uh, affect us physiologically, our brain? And um, one thing I saw that kept coming up was neurotransmitters. He said the likeliest candidate is dopamine, or dopamine, as he put it. Right. Oh, did he really? He said it increases levels, um, and he also has found that uh, there are increased levels of um, testosterone in men, uh-huh. lowered levels of testosterone in women who are infected with toxoplasmosis. That makes sense. So he, he said, in his opinion, that would account for it. Again, he's he's a stickler on pointing out... Um, Correlation, right? Not causation. We are definitely at the correlation stage and understanding Absolutely. how toxoplasmosis can affect human behavior. But he's finding some really cool stuff. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. About the, it kind of makes sense with the testosterone levels because they found that, like we said earlier, sixty-seven percent of Brazilians are infected with this stuff. Uh, and countries they found where uh, there were a lot of people infected with this, mm-hmm. they were more likely to have masculine sex roles. In or, this country. or more divergent gender roles, or more pronounced distinction among exactly. genders. Exactly, like yeah. the men go out and they're masculine, and they do the hard work, and the women they they work inflexibly. Exactly. Yeah, and the women are just like that's my man. Yeah, I yeah. thought very interesting. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If if eighty percent of the population is infected with a latent tox uh, with latent uh, yeah. toxoplasmosis, then yeah, the, it, this would conceivably alter cultures still a little hinky if you ask me i i don't know man it's still it's still new research but i'm thinking it's starting really? to look like this parasite rules the world well it could be because we rule the world factor. we're ruled by toxoplasma sure. ergo toxoplasma rules the world i think it's a bunch of factors that's me quite that's my camp so you know um Flager also conducted a study uh back in 2002 um in prague where he the driving test? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, uh, I think it was 167 people who were identified as the causes of car accidents. Right. Either as pedestrians or drivers. Yeah, which I thought was also interesting. And um, he found that people with toxoplasmosis are 2.65 times more likely. That's almost three times as likely mm-hmm. to be involved in a car accident yeah. as someone who's not infected. I think that goes back to the, rea- the latent reaction time, wouldn't you think? 
could be the delayed reaction again though there's there's well yeah yeah the, the like how oh, it red affects light. our motor skills oops right crash sure um or if it makes us more reckless like if you're a man right because we said that that yeah, you're more to. willing to break rules if if you're a man infected with toxoplasmosis right. red light then, screw it exactly or this car will stop for me if i walk right. out in front of it that kind of thing but again we're we're at the co- we're at the correlation not causation stage. So everyone points that out. It's entirely possible that people in Prague uh, who have cats and would be more likely to be infected with right. toxoplasmosis are also more likely to um, zone out while driving, thinking about how yeah. Princess Lady right. would look really good in a little cat sure. tiara that you saw online that yeah. morning. And they then, said it could be a personality thing, which I thought that was a little hinky too. But there's also a correlation between schizophrenia. And toxoplasmosis, not hinky. No, <laughs> this is a, there's a there's a, a, a definite link, uh, and there's also a neurotransmitter called nitric oxide. Uh-huh. This is not Flager. Flager actually said that he he had not done much research on nitric oxide or nitric oxide as he called it, uh, but actually some guys from Toledo, my hometown, really, some psychiatrists have been researching into it, and there are increased levels of nitric oxide in schizophrenics and uh, toxoplasmatics. And schizophrenics or more, more likely to own cats, which I thought was odd. Mm-hmm. So says the University of Maryland. Right. They own cats because of the toxoplasmosis and the neighbor's dog tell them to. Right. Actually, not the University of Maryland. Sorry. Stanley Medical Research Center in Maryland. I got gotcha. you. Just wanted to clear that up. So, Chuck, what do you think? You think it's still hinky? I think it's slightly hinky. I think there's something to it, but I think it's, um, like I said, I think it's one of many factors probably. I don't think you can chalk up the machismo of the Brazilian man to cat poop. Right. No. Just yet. So that's toxoplasmosis, but um, if you are into parasites or this uh, podcast has piqued your interest, Chuck and I would both strongly recommend that you watch uh, that new show, uh, Monsters Inside of Me, on Animal Planet. What is it? Wednesdays at 9? Wednesdays at 9. It's a cool show. Yeah. Cool graphics, like uh, CG they get inside your body as, in, like, as if you were a parasite. It's... Yeah, our parent company, Discovery, definitely threw some money at this one. It looks very cool. Definitely. Yeah, so check that out. Uh, and we also have uh, tons of cool stuff. You can also check out the uh, Monsters Inside of Me website. Yeah, Robert Lamb. Robert Lamb wrote some Killed really it. cool stuff. And actually, we have to uh, give him a big thanks for pointing us uh, uh-huh. the, in the right direction for research on this this particular podcast. He knows what he's doing. He's parasitastic. Yeah, and of course, um, HowStuffWorks.com has tons of stuff on it. And if you're interested, you can also read all of our blog posts on it. There's like five million of them, and each one's better than the last. Yeah, that's it for plug-in, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, plug-heavy for a change. Which means, buddy, it is time for listener mail. So, Josh, I'm just going to call this, uh, We're Awesome Because We Saved a Woman's Life. Yeah, this is crazy. It is. Slightly hanky, but I'll take take credit. Uh, Bonnie from Boulder, Colorado wrote in, and Bonnie says this. Hi, guys. Stuff you should know just saved my life. The facts are these. I was driving home and had just finished listening to your hypermiling podcast. As a result, I was only going 40 miles per hour on a stretch of highway where I usually go 60. All of a sudden, there was a pair of headlights right in front of me. Some genius was going the wrong way in the same lane of the highway as me. Short story even shorter, I ended up facing the wrong way on the highway. Wow. Thanks to some recent rain and some awful skidding and sliding. But due to the late hour, lack of other cars, and my slow speed, I avoided hitting anything. Who knows if I would have had a head-on collision if I had been going my normal speed. But I do know that thanks to you two, and your always enlightening podcast, I will never have to know. Many thanks, 
your immensely appreciative listener and fan, Bonnie of Boulder, Colorado. Thank you, Bonnie. Dude, That's awesome. Honestly, what if she would have been going 20 miles an hour? That could have made all the difference. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even if it was just a fluke thing, I'll take credit. Yeah, even if it was a fluke, we still picked up an indentured servant for life. Yeah, and I personally, I think we should get a key to the city of Boulder, so... Yeah, get I've, always, I've been angling for one of those for a long time. A key to any city? No, Boulder. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll so this is this city. is our end for sure. Hope so. Maybe a t-shirt even. Sure. Yeah. For, or, uh, I Boulder saved Bonnie's life and all I got was this <laughs> lousy t-shirt. That's a good one. If you have any good t-shirt ideas or any instances of how Chuck and I saved your life, uh, you can send them in an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?